Welcome to the Gymnazo Podcast. I'm the host of today's episode, Peyton Hughes, and in today's episode, we finally get to talk about working with your significant other. It's actually the number one thing Michael and I get asked about when we're in groups of entrepreneurs or when we're talking with other trainers is we kind of get this look like, oh, you guys are married. How is that? And there's this tone of insinuation that it's just an uphill battle. And so we wanted to take a minute and kind of go into a a full episode dedicated to any trainer out there, fitness professional um, or enthusiast that's looking to start a business and go, what would it would what could you expect if you decide to bring a significant other into your business? And Or if you're in business together, what tips and tools have helped us navigate it in a way that I think we both feel pretty proud of, while also sharing with you some of the moments we aren't so proud of, because it wouldn't be an interesting podcast if we just showed up and only told you the good moments, because there have been plenty of moments where we should have not said that thing, or we really pissed each other off. And side note, this is now the second time we're recording this episode because the first time around, we did trigger ourselves all over. So we're going to bring in some honesty in the conversation. Uh, But for any trainer out there that has been feeling overwhelmed, wanting to bring a significant other into your business, this episode is for you. Welcome to the Gymnazo Podcast, where you get to peek behind the curtains of what it takes to create and run a seven-figure fitness facility that ranks in the top 5% of boutique fitness studios for revenue. But to be honest, that's the least important thing about us. Founded by me, Michael Hughes, Gymnazo has created an ecosystem of services that blend performance with restoration techniques and attracts top coaches to its facility. Hosted by its owners, Peyton and myself, and our top coaches. This podcast shares our best practices on everything from how to build a sustainable fitness business to how to program for maximum results to how to build a hybrid training module that's online and in person. We have marketing secrets, movement innovation, and breaking down trends in the industry. If you're a fitness professional or a fitness business owner, this is where you learn how to sharpen your skills and to see maximum results. So, Michael. Yes, Peyton. I want to kick off this episode by you kind of bringing our listeners and, and our YouTube audience into where were you in the business and like as a trainer creating a business when you first started thinking, hmm, I think I need my significant other, girlfriend Peyton at the time, to start helping me. So bring us into like, where were you in that? How many hats were you wearing? And kind of just paint that picture for us. Yeah, it's a really good question because the dating relationship that you and I started, mm-hmm. basically, in fact, actually starts with this exact comment. Uh, so 2010. Yeah, yeah, exactly. To September. So, so we met September uh, 25th, 2010. I know. I, know I that, love that you I remember know that. that. Date. Um, <laughs> so I, I started thinking about this thing called Facebook and Facebook marketing and da da da. This is when social media started to kind of kick up a little bit. So let's just call it early 2010, where it's like, I need to be doing something more. To I promote need, your services and get yeah, more members. Yeah, word of mouth is working very well. But what else? You know, what else, yeah. right? How can you spread the word faster, right? Word of mouth is slow, but it's great. But how do you go faster, get a bigger reach? And uh, so I'd say I'd probably think about it, think about it for a greater part of a year. And the hats that I was wearing was 
pretty much every hat besides being an only trainer. So at that point, we had at least one other coach. Mm-hmm. Um, at, you know, to be honest, I think we had at that point four coaches. No, we had just Trevor. The, the third internship, the second internship with Shannon, Stefan, and Amanda? That came the summer before we got married. Get so that was 2011. Here. Really? Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. hey, I'm glad. I got to be there for that part. I'm glad there's two of us on this podcast because <laughs> okay. my memory's not as sharp. You know, you remembered the date where we met. That's so good pretty enough. much you can All forget right. anything else. That's a pass. I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> so I had one other coach who had already trained him up. But other than that, I was running every other thing. Trevor helped out with programming, but I was programmer. I was marketer. I was business person. I was, I mean, business person at that point was kind of interesting because I was running a business out inside of a club. So it wasn't full business to be full disclosure. I didn't lock the doors. I didn't pay the bills, mm-hmm. right? The club did that for me. Um, and at that point, it was like getting like even like policies and like waivers, all those things going. I had to do that too. Well, because you were kind of a rogue. Well, or yeah, like it was, you were it was supposed to be an employee, but you were fully operating yeah. as an entrepreneur. Yeah, it really was. And it was really <laughs> interesting. That the hardest part, because of the, uh, just a quick insight, is the taxation. I got taxed as an employee, but I had expenses like a business owner. Yeah. For those people who are in that mix. It's like a double negative. Uh, yes. And yeah, for short story long, long story short, um, I ended up becoming an independent contractor with the business. Anyways. Um, so running the program, yeah, I was pretty much doing everything. The, the finances, because I had to mm-hmm. manage my own thing. I had to do my own spending, my own, my own budgeting, uh, my own training. Um, and then the marketing, that's where I was like, what do I do? And I knew from the beginning, like, that's not my, that's not my spot. I think and that's I, super relatable to most trainers we know. Yeah, that but then, marketing seems to be the big question mark. Like, even, even with my own personal marketing, like my IG account, like, I post once in a while. Like yeah. I enjoy it, but it's like yeah. it takes me like thirty minutes to make a post. <laughs> like you, you like you like did it as like you were you know literally making banana bread. I'm like you did that all this morning. It's like I you know. Anyways, <laughs> long story short. Um, so that's when you came into play, and I was looking for somebody, but I wasn't looking. I was I didn't like go on like ads and like go to monster.com back then. <laughs> I was just I just had my feelers open. So when I met you and you said that uh, you really like marketing. Um, I just like I was like, oh, I should talk to her about that. So that's that's where I was. Okay. So talk to me about what was it like to kind of bring me in on a project? Because I think originally it was just, hey, Peyton, I need help with marketing. And I think at the time I was super formal and I put together a proposal for you. Very formal. Very <laughs> posh. Very trying to impress you (laughs) on a whole host of levels, but one of which was take me super seriously because I love marketing. And I presented a proposal to you. And so we had a formality to the way we worked together. From the beginning. From the beginning, which is really important for everybody tuning into this because we've always had Gymnazo as a business, as a part of our relationship. At every stage of our relationship. Yes. Yep. And that's not everybody's story. No. Uh-uh. And we and can't speak to a, a different side of a story. We can only speak to ours. Yeah, because it was interesting because like our first date <laughs> was a, a business meeting. Yes. In fact, our first three dates were business meetings, right? I call them dates. Cause uh, you call them fun. dates now. Back then you were like, no, I haven't asked you out officially. And that was like a whole I side know, note. That's a whole other story. That's another podcast. Or the Michael Hughes and Peyton Hughes relationship podcast. Okay. So, <laughs> so like I was very upfront. Like here are my top five strengths. Here's yeah. like, here's who I am. Like no, 
no games. It was like the opposite of a game. It's like literally, here's my resume. Get to know me. Right. Yeah, sort of from like a personality assessment, yeah. Michael like hands me like his his whole profile, and I'm like, ooh, dude, this guy is like giving me the full cheat sheet on how to engage with him. <laughs> but that's the point because it was a business relationship. Yeah. Um, and that was it's kind of interesting. Uh, sorry, I'm fighting <laughs> tangents right now. I know, <laughs> I know. Tangents. Um, but to go through that that phase, um, I really relied upon you as the professional. I have a strength in gymnasio and I give trust through those who earn it mm-hmm. and I let go. Yeah, you I've do. been able to, to do that very well. Um, and I think that's the reason why we've been able to have so many to grow as a business because I can't do it by myself. And yeah. It was an, an interesting revelation that I had to get there to do that. So I really trusted you like, what should we do, Peyton? Here is my desire. Do it. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I wanted you know, branding and stuff like that to be dialed, dialed in. But other than that, I kind of let you just pick. And I kind of forgot what you picked. <laughs> well, I mean, except was... for, and we're going to get into this a little bit more, but I'll just tune in to this for the moment, is you trusted me with everything except for message. Um, yes, absolutely. Yeah, the, the level of Yeah, that precision. was a real deal, yeah. Yeah, we had a full tug of war multiple times. Where I'm like, nobody knows what that means. You can't market <laughs> jargon, which is true in marketing world. Like the number one thing not to do is intimidate people with language that they don't understand because all they walk away from is feeling stupid. And when someone feels stupid, they don't hand you a credit card. Yeah, fair enough. Period. So, and as a trainer, you're trying to impress yes, people. Yes, and you're wanting to be differentiated. Right. And the way you were different was what we teach in the multidimensional movement coaching program, which is three-dimensional movement, biomechanics, tweakology. And if you haven't just tuned me out, like I just dropped jargon right there. Mm-hmm. And that's hard to market with. Um, and so anyways, that was, that was the one part that was hard for me. And yeah, I had an intimidation. I did not give up on. Yeah, I did not give up on until you, honestly, you got it. Yeah, but years. I think it took years. Oh, no, it was years. I mean, <laughs> I tell the marketing you don't have team a now. Department. No, you don't, you don't have anything like, like that. No, and you've always known that that was what made your style of training different. And you had to be smart about how we spoke about it so people could understand we weren't just CrossFit. We aren't just Orange Theory Fitness. Like, right. We're different. I know. It was like, oh, we're sciencey. And then, like, you no, know, guys, like, we're actual sciencey. Yeah. You like, know? movement nerd defined. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, all right. So you bring me in on marketing and kind of outsource that piece. Mm-hmm. Um, Gosh, yeah, but I And then honestly, you got me a job as a small business consultant. Right. Remember that? The, well, yeah, because that was a huge shift because you didn't yeah. like your job, quote unquote. I mean, you liked the people, but it was stressing you out. I um, got a stomach ulcer. Yeah. yeah, I was a mess. Yeah. Burnout and queen. It was interesting because I was going through, um, and this is a really big thing I want people to know. I paid for business coaching mm-hmm. early on. I How much were you paying out of curiosity? Well, there's a difference. And I say coaching versus consulting. Yeah. Consulting just figures thousands of dollars. Because yeah. consultants, they do the work for you. They actually do the research for you. They come to you prepared. This is what you exactly need to do. Here's the metrics. Here's the finances. Coaching, they give you the ideas. They talk to you. And I had to go do it all. Mm-hmm. So it was just, it was, I think it was like 250 $250 a session a week. Yeah. Which is I think quite was, affordable. Yeah, but, but and, and, you were and, only making on, 36 grand a year. And they cut me a deal. Yeah, they liked a you. A big deal. Yeah, because I went through their entrepreneurial class mm-hmm. and I wanted more coaching. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, they cut me a deal. I know. I think it was like five hundred a week is what it should have been. And yeah, I met for probably. Like, and I met for f- a half hour to forty five minutes once a week. Mm-hmm. And I would honestly, and I would come back, and Trevor tells me the story over and over again. I come back with like the weight of the world on my shoulders after those meetings. I was like, this is what I have to do. Yeah. To make this happen. It'd just be a laundry list of all the stuff you didn't know you needed to know to run your business. And there you were by yourself running most of the classes alone, not really paying yourself that well. Uh, No, paying myself just to live. Yeah, you literally calculated all your expenses and wrote a check to cover those. So no vacations, to my knowledge. Uh, No, it's savings. But yeah, I mean, I took, I certainly traveled the world, but it was on savings. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, d- different. T- Side t- yeah, note. Exactly. But there's some nuggets here. Like there's some nuggets yeah, about but it was, paying for coaching yeah. early. And I, I, I say that because I didn't, like we're coaches, those yeah. of you listening, or you're athletes. So you either coach people or you get, or you are coached by people. Yeah. Does that not apply to every other aspect of life? Mm-hmm. Totally so true. So shouldn't a coach have a coach? If yeah. you want to go faster, like if you want to go faster, it's really important. You may be very successful, but how quickly are you going to get there? Because you're going to figure it out eventually, or you're going to quit. Gosh, that could be its own episode on why is it that the, fit, the in the world of fitness, coaches of fitness are really reluctant to pay for coaching. I know for themselves and running their dream. They're definitely willing to pay for knowledge. Yes, but not coaching. But not coaching. And for us, coaching is transformation. Right. And we know that in the training world, it's like, do you want to just get a group fitness membership or do you want to get personally coached and, and have a curated program? Open gym, open gym versus open, yeah, yeah, open gym. Better, even better. Yeah. So it's like we buy knowledge, we buy a gym ac- gym access, mm-hmm. but are you wet, ready to be transformed? Because yep. honestly, you can sit there and say, I'm going to watch every YouTube video out there in the world on this. And at the end of the day, like you're still going to want somebody to say, hey, this is where you are relative to all the dozens and hundreds of people I've coached. This is what's holding you back. Right. Move to the next level. So yeah. So that's I a total d- tangent. I did that, I, but no, but it's true though, because I did that early. And then, so I had business coaching and then that got you a job, that relationship got you a job at that business consulting and they pretty much gave you an MBA. Oh, not, 100%. Not traditionally, yeah. but um, in the real world. I got a seat at the table on dozens and dozens of companies and I got to really see them implement ideas and miss something and have it flop and then have a consultant come in and say, hey, this is the one little piece that was missing and watch it soar. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things where, um, you know, what's the quote? It says like smart people learn from their own mistakes. Wise people learn from the mistakes of others. Hmm, cool. And I remember sitting there going, Peyton, and I still have notes in my phone on this. Like every meeting, like any nugget of wisdom that was dropped, I noted it down. And I was like, I've got to learn this because I don't want to make all these mistakes. I'm going to make mistakes as an entrepreneur. Don't want to make the same ones if I can avoid it. Yeah, that's really and, and that's pretty powerful. Yes, you had a business communications degree, yeah. correct? Yeah, it was business communication, right? Yeah. yeah, but that doesn't necessarily teach you what you got from yeah your consulting job. I mean, I had all sorts of stuff. I almost had a minor in French. I don't know if you know that. Well, that really is going to make us a lot of money <laughs> 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 when we branch out and have our first. <laughs> French coach. Not everything in life has to make money. <laughs> the new lesson I'm learning in my life. Okay. I like that. Um, so anyways, where were we with that? You were um, talking about... So where I started as a business, mm-hmm. where was I as oh, an owner? And this is where I'm learning all this stuff as this... Um, I think I was a partner support and then junior consultant and then became a full-fledged consultant. And I was so eager to help 
I, at least I felt that I was eager to help you. However, when or, you would ask for my help, it'd be like 9 p.m. Well, or on when weekends. your work was done, my work was done, and we'd come home and we'd yeah. basically, whether I asked it, you yeah. asked it, or the cases we both, it was very obvious that when we come home, we would just talk about gymnasium mm-hmm. or your clients. I mean, mm-hmm. respectfully for those clients that yeah. what, what knowledge could be shared. Yeah. Um, Incredibly vague. You yeah, could never know who it was. Yeah, yeah. didn't know who they were, but I knew this circumstance. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and that was our dinner time. Like we eat dinner like eight p.m. I know, which Remember is that? so crazy. Now we're like five thirty or bust. Oh, if, if we're not making dinner by <laughs> five thirty, it's, it's it's all hell's gonna be. Yeah. <laughs> it's what kids will do. Yeah. To all the listeners. Um, yeah. So, uh, and then, I mean, if, more than likely, I probably gleaned as much information as you probably could. Then we then you. Then you'd say, well, check out this spreadsheet, you know, mm-hmm. or check or out I this Or I could do thing. that super fast. And it was so frustrating for me to watch. Like, I have the tool. I know I can help. I just want to watch Netflix with my husband at that point, And you needed to get it done. So then I would, out of necessity, sit down and be like, let's do it together. Or here, send it to me and I'll do it over the weekend. And you go, great. Like, huge relief. I don't have to do this piece. Yeah. So um, just from the, from the memory here. Um, were you working for Gymnazo, quote unquote, before we were married or no. after? 2013, December 2013 was when I came on. Got it. Got but it. remember, okay. we trialed it for six months, which we should talk about. That's right. Now we should, maybe we could talk now about our personality styles. I think so. <laughs> so I'll start because I, I was the one who literally slid the two or three pieces of paper yes. across the, uh, the um, um, dining table at the restaurant. And... Um, so at that point, um, uh, Strength Finder 2.0, it's not really a personality assessment, but it certainly well, te- it tells the person, right? It tells you it how you like to. that and work traits. And work traits, yeah. And work traits is something that uh, we actually use mm-hmm. um, in the MDMC program, um, uh, the philosophy of it at the very least. Um, and we use it in our training and conditioning all the time. Mm-hmm. Like it's a staple in our business and strength finder too. All of our coaches go through, go through strength finder. So my strengths were, uh, belief, mm-hmm. um, relator, uh, input and command. Yeah. Is, is that five? Did no, I, do that I think that's four. Belief, relator, learner. input, learner and command. Exactly. Yeah. Cause we share a learner. Yeah. And, um, when I got those things, I'm like, and I read the description of each one. I'm like, yep, I'm designed to be a trainer. Yeah, like totally. those are all that. Like I have a high belief it has to be authentic and uh, transformational, and it has, has to be principle based exactly. for you. Exactly, and to solve be a world problem rooted in something bigger than me. Learner, perfect input. I love to collect all different methodologies, um, and the, uh, command. But the command and relator relating yeah. to client clientele. I always relate to clientele and tell, uh, share a story that matches with them, and then command to be able to put it all together and run a ship. Yeah, and be the leader that no one questions. Ever. <laughs> Until I join the company. <laughs> so, and questions everything. And questions it all and takes the lead. Yeah. Okay. And so, then uh, my work traits, real quick, is yeah. um, I'm a kind of a, I'm a little bit of a... Chameleon. Yeah, thank you. I was trying to find a different word. Um, where I am encourager, facilitator, tracker, all relatively equal with facilitator and encourager battling it out mm-hmm. and super low decision maker. 
Yeah. So super low. quick recap for those who haven't done our multidimensional movement coaching program where we dive deep on this and how to under harness the power for you and your clients, yep. et cetera. Super deep, by the way. It is really powerful. But in a nutshell, the encourager is sort of like the energizer, the extrovert, the super people talker. person. Yeah. Yeah. So you have a strong, um, that's strong for you. You also have that facilitator, which is nurturing, um, really re like um, better in one-on-one, -on -one, like enjoys one-on-one -on -one for a deep connection, really conscious of the environment that's being curated and super um, sensitive to energy. Mm -hmm. Like you can pick up on, on things in the environment and other people and know exactly how to, how to connect with them. Everybody hears Peyton's strong suit as she describes personality assessments. I know. I love this. Here stuff. she goes. And then tracker for you is like the strategist. It's the part of you that wants to understand the web and how it all connects and how you can know the exact, like you just want to have like guru, insightful mastery on something and mm. also super organized, detailed and incredible lover of checklists. So that's really what you bring to the table. A decision maker yep. is, um, here's the high level, no emotion. Here's, we're going super strong. Don't question me leadership. 40% information yeah. make a decision. Yeah. Which is your worst nightmare, but like fully a decision maker can come on site and be like, okay, I can tell you literally with full confidence, a decision based on 40% of the information and mm -hmm. feel very good about that, which is your least amount of doing so. Yep. Um, ironically, you have a lot of clients that have always been strong decision makers, which I find really funny. So anyways, we use this personality tool to know how to connect with others as well as to own our strengths. How to communicate to them, how to coach to them. How to coach them, how to motivate them, like the whole thing. It's right. all interconnected. It's a, it's definitely one of the powerful pieces of our coaching program. And where do you fit into this? So I come out super strong decision maker and almost tied encourager. So I'm very dominant in those two decision maker, slightly more encouragers right there. And then almost nothing on facilitator or tracker. <laughs> so the nurturing sweetness, very hard for me to pull from on a regular basis and the need for information. I don't have that burden is a, how I would say and it. This is in a business scenario. Very yes. important. In Very a business important. scenario that prioritizes itself on or prides itself on its science, right? right? So what I don't bring to the table is going to be subject matter expertise around the science of what we do. Mm -hmm. What about your, your top five strengths? My top five strengths is activator. So do it now, fire under your ass, get shit done, girl. Mm -hmm. That's like my number one. Second is a strategic, which is where I love to solve problems. Like literally, you want to make my day tee up a bunch of complicated problems for me to solve. Maybe not movement-related, but business-related, I'm down for it. Then I get communication. I love to share my ideas written and spoken. It's my way of giving to the world. And learner, I am obsessed with learning anything new. I'm happy to jump into the deep end of almost anything because I just like the thrill of having to master something I know nothing about. Besides Michael's documentaries. <laughs> I know. Gosh. <laughs> but because I'm an empath as well, which is also mm -hmm. side note, something that was gnarly. I can't watch these depressing like documentaries because I like wear that. They're all depressing. They're all depressing. And it's like, oh, yeah. the ocean's filled with shit. Like we're all going to hell in a handbasket or the climate, climate's gonna ruin the world and your kids will have no future. And I'm like, okay, I don't want to spend my Tuesday night watching that shit learning. learning learning sure i get it but I know, it's I know, heavy I know, stuff I know, for I me and I, I would i'm a happier human 
not burdened with that. We'll focus on nonfiction. Oh, fiction, excuse me. Well, sometimes we do documentaries. Um, If it's like happy, the documentary, I'm like, yeah, let's watch that one. (laughs) Okay, I Um, know. And my last one is Woo, where it's just the natural magnetism to win people. Yeah, winning others over. And I um, am aware that that's a big strength of mine. Mm-hmm. So it's cool thing is, and I'm sorry, now I'm turning into a bit of a host here, but for a moment, um, it's our it's our tug of war. I know in action. <laughs> this is action. what we really do. <laughs> <laughs> um, two very go getter mindsets, outspoken mindsets in a business setting. Right, mm-hmm. we go home. It's a different story. Yeah, um, and who are eager to get out there. Yeah, be on a stage. Yeah. We both like to yeah. communicate and teach. We both love to educate. We both love like to lead. The spotlight. Yeah, and we do both like the spotlight. Who would you say would win an arm wrestle around who gets the most spotlight? Ooh, I mean, what do you, what, give, what me, do you think? give me some context. In, in our lives in let's say general. Running, let's say when I showed up to help run the business. So you, you want the spotlight and would be pissed if you don't get it. And I'm Initially. saying Initially. Uh, right. I want the spotlight, but I will back down to yeah. give it to someone else. Yeah. I will, I, will, I will recess yeah. backwards. Yeah. Um, we should talk about how you feel when that happens. Why don't you just say how you feel when it happens? When it goes long term, mm-hmm. uh, in the beginning, I'm like, sweet, I don't have to work as hard. Yeah. Right? I mean, to be honest with you, I can focus on just what I want to focus on, yeah. which was facility, mm-hmm. building things, uh, literally building facility things. Sorry to tie those two together. Um, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> that's what I really love to do. So, <laughs> I like to make kick-ass facilities that look awesome. I know. Like, um, side note, if anybody ever wants, like, facility design help, Michael would 100% move his schedule around for yeah, that. Yeah, with as little money as possible, by that's the way. That's, like, your favorite. Yeah. as the, How much do you have? Great. Great. <laughs> better, better work hard, though. Um, so that's that was fun. Um, but that got not boring because the facility got done. I mean, there's only so much. Hold on. I feel like we should just back up for one second because at this point we've only said Peyton's helping you nights and weekends. So at what point do we segue in? We jumped way up there. I know. We're so excited to talk about like tactical advice that you can take, which we'll get to in a minute. Okay. Go for it. Take that over. So my memory is we, I remember getting burned out as a consultant there's so much involved with that, but that's my story and it's different. But I remember going like, I am getting burned out and fried and I'm sitting there watching all my efforts help these companies grow. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at how much money and time and effort has gone into Gymnazo at, you know, circa 2012. We're married. Right. Cause 2013, um, we literally branched off and became our own yes. incorporated business. Correct. And I, rem- yeah. yeah. And I remember us, um, having that conversation, me having a conversation with you going like, I want Gymnazo to be able to fund our family so that at some point I can go and do something different in my career. But I don't, but I feel like Gymnazo is where we're spending so much time and energy and I have the skill set to bring this big. Can we throw down and throw in together mm-hmm. um, and pull weight, even if we make a heck of a lot less money together? And can we get it to a place where it can fund our family so that I can be a stay-at-home mom if I want? Like, I could do a different career if I wanted. I didn't know. I just knew I needed to buy myself that flexibility. And you needed help because your vision was so big. Yeah. 
That's you good. had a that's, very that's big vision and it was like, okay, geez, I don't think we can, I don't think a solo human can pull this one off because it's big. You want to change the industry for crying out loud. Yeah. I think it's really important. Like there's a lot of trainers who just want to be their own boss and mm-hmm. do their own thing. Good for you. You want to help people yeah. in your local community. You want to do that. You want to make a, a good living and, you know, doing what you do. Great, great job. But if you want to make an impact, if you want to change how the industry portrays itself, you can't do it by yourself. No. You can't. It's, just, it's not even wise to even think you can. Yeah, it's just going to be that lesson. You have to learn the smart way versus the wise way. Right, exactly. Um, to pull that quote back in. Um, so anyways, but I was really worried that I would be too strong. And I remember being worried that I was like, I, our marriage comes first. Mm-hmm. We but talked a lot about this. Both, we talked a lot about this. We did because I was like, I also was consulting small businesses at the time. So I was coaching a lot of husband wife teams mm-hmm. and the resentment was palpable at times, or you could just feel a seething anger in the conversation. I was like, yikes, I do not want to go into this blind because this will take like entrepreneurship takes personal development to a whole new level. Working with a significant other will take your relationship, it will test every part of your relationship. And I knew it. And I was like, damn, like I'm super dominant. I really like to be in charge. Mm-hmm. It, it brings me immense joy to have my ass on the line and have to call the shot and have to be right. Not everyone feels that excitement. Well, there's always a wake behind that. Yes, 100%. And at that point, I think my self-awareness and personal development was in a different place than it is now. And there was a, wake, a bigger wake behind me than I would have wanted to notice. So I, But I didn't want you to be in the wake, which but obviously I, probably... But I was. Yeah, it definitely happened. Um, and so I remember saying, like, I don't know if you can handle me. I don't know if I can handle you. Um can we trial this for six months? Yeah, and, and the trial worked well. Yeah, it worked so we did it. So what I meant by trial is I went to my consulting boss and said, hey, can I put a 40-hour work week into Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday? Side note, horrible idea for burnout. Um, but then I could work at Jim Malzo Mondays and Fridays and two days a week be on site picking up like finance and marketing right away, eventually customer service, eventually different pieces of how we run the business. Mm -hmm. And we did it for six months. And at the end of it, I was like, okay, I really like what I'm doing. Like I really see that there's so much opportunity here. How do you feel about it? It was really good because it really helped us compartmentalize. And I took a significant amount of hats that really weren't even built yet. Mm Mm-hmm. But they were off my mind. Yeah, they weren't stressing you out as the thing you have to shed right. to enjoy yourself. Because I think that's really important. I want a lot of people to realize, even if you're not marketing, the thought of you constantly needing to market yeah. slows you down. Yeah, it's an energy suck for sure. Totally energy suck, 100%. It just weighs on you. Like You should always be doing something. You go home and you have to make a decision. Should I work right now? Or should I watch a show or read a book or go hang out with friends? And you say, you know, I'm going to go hang out with friends. But in the back of your mind, you say, gosh, what if I was working right now? Like that's what was well, that was on my mind constantly, mm-hmm. and you know if any of my good buddies back then, well, I still call you good buddy now, are listening. I chose work. Yeah. I chose work. I really did, and I uh, a lot of them say, "Hey, let's go do this. Let's go do this." Like, man, no, I got this project. Mm-hmm. I enjoy doing it, but there's always a sacrifice. There's always a choice. Yeah. There's always a choice, and if it's gonna make you feel guilty, yeah, hire someone. 
go yeah, go out to be, eat less. Don't be the victim of your own choice, yeah, right? Yeah, don't don't go to the restaurant as much. Hire someone. Do something. You know, it's a big. It's a whole it's a whole strategy on hiring someone too. But you know, um, so that was a big thing. Yeah, because we really compartmentalized a lot. Yeah. And I I didn't touch what you did, and you didn't touch what I did, and we met once in a while to talk over copy. Yeah, I mean, I to made make sure that it was sounded good. I mean, you guys, I made a job description for myself, and I remember making one for you, and we literally outlined all the roles you need in your business. Mm-hmm. Somebody has to do it. Yeah. Which one of us is going to do it, and how can we stay in our lane? And then we like miraculously into you know the the guidance of higher beings, what have you, ended all of my clients in the same week, in the same year as a consultant. That never happens. I have like staggering 12, six, nine month engagements. It's true. How it, it, would it they all well. end in the same week? And I was like, I don't want to d- disappoint anybody. I'm a total people pleaser. I don't want to quit on this job that I love, but I'm super burned out by it. And I really want to th- focus on our business. Um, side note, I had total imposter syndrome as a consultant helping growing other people's business, not with our business right at six figures, knowing that I really wanted it to hit seven. Like if mm-hmm. it could hit seven, it would be a proof to me. It was like an approved mm-hmm. to myself that I knew what I was doing mm-hmm. and I was insecure about that, which I wouldn't even have admitted until like two years ago. Well, and I think most trainers pushing to push, um, edu- education, at a higher level on the medical side or have the Im- imposter syndrome. I certainly did. Um, yeah. And still do at some level. I mean, it's just getting better and better and better, realizing that, no, I'm making actual change. Yeah. It's actually, this actually has, has roots that yeah. are going far beyond. Anyways. So we end up, I remember I joined full-time like this right after Christmas 2013, and we have literally worked together full-time right up until last month. Mm-hmm. So I came in and I said, I want to be CEO that might, we know if anyone yeah, knows actually, us. Yeah. But in the beginning, was it that, or did it happen? Like, a, I think it happened like a few, it kind of trickled in. I don't know, man. I just remember drawing a line in the sand being like, if someone's going to hire me, knowing what I know, they're going to put me in CEO. And that means something to me as a female. It meant a lot to me yeah, to be the CEO. It certainly did. I just don't know on the timeline on when, but yeah. definitely that conversation happens. Like I need to have this title. And I'm like, I don't care. Yeah, you're literally like, said I don't care. I swear. So just anyone that knows us, I bring the ego to the to the room that Michael doesn't, and it causes me. It's 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 an evolution of my soul to like relinquish the need to be celebrated, appreciated, what have you. But that definitely factored into our working relationship. But you've never brought that. So what we got spared in our dynamic, I think a lot of it was that you don't bring ego into it very often. Appreciate that. I so, really try not to. Yeah. yeah, you really do a good job. That allowed um, for my dynamics to to not be so great sometimes, but it also meant that we weren't clashing as often as other couples we have watched clash. Yeah, it took um, it took probably a better part of a decade for us to start to clash. Yeah, and that was more about me knowing that I needed to move into a different space and not knowing how to do that. Yeah. That's um, a separate thing. Yeah. Hindsight. Hindsight. Yeah. yeah. It's always going to be your best friend. Yeah. That's very, very true. All right. So I think that's a good, a good, yeah, part, that's though. a good segue because I come in as CEO, meaning technically I remember our first organizational chart, which is like the little like graphic of like, who's the head boss and who goes underneath. Mm-hmm. And I remember being like, I'm CEO and you're underneath. And I remember me showing you that and you being like, huh? Yeah. 
That's, I don't like that at all. You did not like that at all. But my ego, my ego couldn't go that far down. Yeah, you didn't like that. So I like remember like then I like redid it after being annoyed that you were annoyed by it and like <laughs> <laughs> literally I was like Peyton CEO and like you're next to me but there's no arrow connecting you to anybody on the org chart and I don't know that that made it any better. Yeah, I'm really glad <laughs> this is the second time we filmed this because I was super triggered by that the first time we tried this. <laughs> Oh my gosh, if I could do it over, I would literally work so much harder on personal development around why it mattered for Peyton to feel so damn special. Like, let's break that down in therapy so I don't get to work that one out in public um, in our business. Gosh, That's what I would say. Yeah, and that's another quick tangent. Like, we went to therapy as husband and wife throughout this whole process. Um, Just that we focused, like, we were putting good time into our relationship. And I really appreciate you on doing that. Like, hey, we're going to go to therapy. I'm like, what's wrong? Like, nothing's really wrong, but a few things. I remember I remember our first anniversary. We're walking down the street oh, yeah. to business, uh, to, a, to a date. He said, Michael, how do you think our first year of marriage went? And I'm like, oh, I went pretty damn good. And she's like, I don't. <laughs> like, it's like, you're just supposed to say it went good, okay? Let's move on. Oh, my on. gosh. So classic. Oh man, I don't even know what you said about why I'm it didn't go sure well. I'm sure I but... sat there and created a growth plan for the relationship, yeah. and yeah. you were like, "Really? Like, I just wanted it to be a honeymoon phase. Yeah, Can we just let just it be that?" <laughs> no, um, I come from. I suffer and come from the belief that all things can get better all the time, hmm. and from that place, um, it's hard to slow down and appreciate what is. Yeah, fair enough. Anyways. So that definitely carried over. So, But we were able to keep our, our marriage and our business, I don't not the word separate. It, it was separate, but it was just a thing. Like it was just part of us. Yeah. So what are some things that we did? Because that's one of the big tips I would give to anybody um, considering working or already in relationship and working together is compartmentalize as much as possible. Yeah. And we, we try to do that. We don't, I mean, even till this day, like we'll go on date nights still weekly, which I highly recommend that as a tip. I would say that's probably one of the big ones. Like no matter what. And there was date nights where like, really, this is a date night. Yes, it's a date night. And I don't care if there's one inkling of appreciation that goes into that date night. At least you give yourself the opportunity. What do you mean by that? You know, like, you're pissed. I'm pissed. We're oh. tired. You know, we yeah. don't want to go on a date. Like, we just want to sit down and do nothing. Really. Yeah. You know, just be honest. Yeah, but fight we still, the Netflix urge. Yeah, but we still went. And even though it's like, eat food, talk, not the, you know, no sparks. Just be honest. Yeah. We still did it. Yeah, we and were very regimented. It's like, it's like, don't skip a workout. Yeah. You don't have to crush it. Just yeah. don't skip a workout. And you'll always be glad you did it. Right. That's always what it always is. I swear. Anytime with date night, sex, what have you, like it's always yeah. going to be good it's at true. the end. So long story short, um, yeah, I would say like compartmentalizing is like and allow if your relationship is actually your priority and it's not just, oh, I feel guilty that like it should be God, family, like, you know, everyone has like their hierarchy mm-hmm. of like how it needs to go. Um Business was always our biggest temptation to make it more important than our relationship. Yeah. I would say like that is gonna be that is gonna show up if you work together. Yeah, and the driver of the conversation. Because yes. you can always talk about it. So then I made this rule because right. I'm of course like this like, let's make a rule for everything. And so I make a rule that's like we cannot talk about uh, the business 
And then once we had kids, it was like, we can't talk about the kids or the business on date night. It needs to be about our connection. And then we were like, okay, well, in the car, driving to the restaurant, we can debrief each other on the quick things we need to get into. But then once we walk out of the car, we can't. It has to be just about us. And that was hard. It was super hard. But we, I would say we were about 80% successful with that. Yeah. Yes. And I think that's realistic. Yeah. Even last Thursday, we talked about business uh, quite a bit. And several times we stopped ourselves and said, hey, wait a minute. Let's divert. Yeah. And the funny thing is we both enjoy business. Yeah. I loosened up on that dogma because I was like, okay, we, we connect around building dreams. Like mm-hmm. we love to dream together. It's one of the first things that bonded us together. It's one of the things that makes us the most excited about our future together. Mm-hmm. And like, we are dreamers. We're also doers, but like we love to dream. And if we take that out of date night, it takes us part of, yeah, it takes yeah. part of so, so away. So we then uh, augmented the rule to be like, okay, we can't get into like functional planning and executing and problem solving for the business, but we can dream a- and include the business in the dream. Yeah. But as soon as it became about action items and plans and solving problems, lists. we couldn't. Yeah. yeah. That, would, that would be where the boundary was. And so we held that one. And by the way, today's date night. I know. I'm so excited. <laughs> We're like officially like I have a need to celebrate milestones that makes me feel good. So like tonight we're gonna actually celebrate Michael stepping into CEO of Gymnazo and me stepping out into director of strategy, which is my new role. Yeah, and um, there's a, there's a, I want to touch on this point. There was a, a few a few not a lot but a few sharp points, and I'm putting myself back in the office that used to be an office. Yeah. And uh, you're like, dude, you didn't, you didn't do the task that I asked you to do. Like Peyton said, Michael, where is this deliverable? I'm like, eh. Well, I okay. So I, I'm going quick. No, well, no, actually you don't have to go quick. Let's just, um, let's just create, like, let's make this part of the conversation about what went well and what didn't. Uh, so like yeah. what went well was a, was um, compartmentalizing. What didn't go so well is what you're about to say. Yeah. Is, uh, is like, I, th- I did things that I thought were more important. Mm-hmm. Um, and A, I was better at, right? Yeah. I mean, just be honest, you know, yeah. you're going to follow your strengths. That's why they're, that's why we test them. So we know yeah. what person's strengths are and we do our best to give jobs for those strengths because mm-hmm. no one wants to do their weaknesses over and over day yeah. after day. They're going to leave the job. Yeah. Um, so I was, I was given, I think like sales and follow-up, something like that. Like you got to follow up with these amount of clients and I don't like doing it. I really, because everyone loves you. Like, no one's going to say no to Michael Hughes who picks up the freaking phone. But, like, me? Good luck. Like, so I was like, it has to be you. Like, you're the, you're the one that yeah. everyone knows and, and loves. Yeah, and it's just so, it was so, like, and this goes back into my, to my, to my personal, I don't want to call them wounds, but to um, my stuttering. Yeah. What, what do you want to call that? Um, I mean, that was a childhood trauma probably trauma. or yeah, an obstacle you had overcome. Yeah, like, I don't like calling people on the phone. Mm. I, I don't I don't like cold calls because um, it really puts me back in that stutter, no confidence on how to speak, be proud of yourself type of mentality. And uh, it's really interesting because as I do coaching now, I do coaching calls, I love that stuff. I yeah, mean, I training love trainers. it. But it's interesting because it's about the passion mm-hmm. of the knowledge, mm-hmm. not selling a membership. Mm-hmm. Totally different thing for me. Yeah. Totally different thing. And then just um, for all the couples out there listening or one side of a couple, my, um, Michael had like a silent resistance 
definitely, defense. Definitely silent resistance. And so, like... A smile then. Yeah, like, okay, Peyton, I'll do it. And then... No, just more okay. Yeah, maybe you wouldn't say, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Maybe I, maybe that's what I heard was, okay, Peyton, I'll do it. But all you had said was, uh-huh. Like, good to know that's what you want me to do, right? Is like yeah. in your mind. And then no, no... Like you would vote with your feet is what it's called. So if you're a leader and you're struggling to figure out how to how to connect with someone who works with you or for you, you have to watch what do they do with their free time? Where are they going? What tasks are they doing? Because that's going to shed a lot of light on what they do and don't want to do. Especially as a trainer. We're talking about free time is like 15 minutes between clients. Yeah. Running to the bathroom. Then they have a conversation. You know, those kind of little things. Mm-hmm. That is free time in this industry. Yeah. Not the four hours. Well, even the four hours, you know, but what yeah. the case is, it's those little bits and times. If you can watch that, like, you know what I did for my free time today, 15 minutes between clients? Watched a YouTube video on Tesla. Um, I actually did that too. <laughs> <laughs> Got you. I, I vacuumed the floor. Okay, yeah. Well, there's the other thing that you often do is is it drives you nuts yeah, if there's I organize the facility. Yeah, that's yeah. always where it came down to. And I would get frustrated because I didn't value the facility. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I've, that literally has come full circle for me because the number one thing people see who don't even know who Gymnazo is online, they're like, damn, you guys have a cool ass facility. And I'll always be like, ah, oh, Michael's like yeah. loving that so much because oh, I, Michael. I know, oh, Michael, Arrested <laughs> Development Boys tune. Um, yeah, basically it was like, oh my God, he was right this whole time. Like he was right about paying attention to the facility it's so funny like everybody like because <laughs> I, I do that it, i do it just because i i like doing it but like uh, the facility is like a is like a trophy it's something i don't know what it is about the fitness in- industry yeah you gauge the business on how the facility looks yeah how big it is how sharp the cut whatever the case is yeah so you spent so much time making it your dream like you were like yeah. i need this to be my dream it like, was it was my first big dream dream yeah, and so that's what you would do. And I didn't really honestly know that. And so I was harsh about it. I was like, what are you doing? Like, you can't be vacuuming the floor. I need to hit my sales goal this month. Mm-hmm. I need you to pick up the damn phone and call 10 people and sell six of them. Mm-hmm. Like, in my head, it was so obvious that was what to do. And I wasn't considering the stutter. I wasn't considering your need for the facility to be good as a high priority because I was thinking I was running the show uh-huh. and I wanted to have the CEO experience and I wanted it to, I wanted more responsibility than I did wanted to share. And it really created, um, a lot of friction and probably resentment, I would say, uh, in yeah, us working course. together. Of course. Bitterness, definitely yeah. bitterness on my side because I'd get angry about something and just not say it. Yeah. And you can only hold in so much bitterness yeah. until you, at least for my personality type, I hold it in and then I let it out all at once. Yeah, and not, that was... It's, some, not, it's not anger. It's just letting it out all at once. Yeah, it's never been explosive, but it's been like, oh, crap, he's serious. And this is a big like line in the sand moment. And I remember that was when you said, I hate our meetings. Mm-hmm. Our was, business meetings. Our business meetings. And I was like, geez, like, what? Like, what? What do you hate our meetings? Like, our meetings are great. There's no problem with our meetings. Like, I'm like the Interesting. Queen. Didn't it flip on us from marriage year one to business meetings? <laughs> I know, seriously. So how do you think your CEO journey is going, Baden? Because I don't think it's going so well. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, and I remember feeling gutted. And I remember you saying, like, I hate working for you. Mm-hmm. And I took that super hard because I was ignorant to why it was bad for you. 
It was interesting because you said it the right way. I hate working for you. Yeah. With you. Yes. I love. Yes. Really enjoy. And I had to really, I remember saying, okay, we need to go to this therapy weekend Mm -hmm. that my therapist, because I was the one that brought a lot of, I mean, we all bring baggage to relationships. I think I brought way more of my fair share and I was working that out. Agascu, is that the method that was? Imago therapy. Imago, thank you. Agascu. It's the concept, short note, that your biology is trying to heal its wounds from the past by using the present um, to give you opportunities to readdress past wounds. So if you can get it right in real time, it'll heal pieces of you in um, hindsight. Yeah. It's really powerful Super as a cool. theory. Super cool. Because otherwise therapy just becomes this whole regurgitation of all the crap and then you just wear it again. And it's like it just, anyways, my theory on therapy in a nutshell. But we there's this weekend and it was like 800 bucks. And I remember at the time we were like making 50 grand together. Like Together. Together, yeah. Just a heads up. Like we fully went in sacrifice mode and we were happy. We could literally survive on 50K a year in California. That's really low. That's actually below poverty line, I'm pretty sure, in this area or close. Hmm, interesting. Um, but we were like, whatever, we're not, we don't need anything flashy. We're trying to build a dream here. We will literally eat burritos on date night and go on family trips that your parents pay for, like if possible. Which is what we did. Yeah, for years. Yeah. And so that's kind of was our whole mindset. We were super united on the mindset, super united on the dream. We just weren't united on how day-to-day was supposed to go. Mm-hmm. And that's where it started going south. So we, I remember us, me saying, I will quit before I let this ruin our relationship. Mm-hmm. Like it was very obvious to me that you That was our exit strategy. We yeah. had that in the beginning. Yeah, like always if it, relationship first. If it always if it goes bad, mm-hmm. I'm out and I'll find a next job and you will run it without me or along like I'll help you where I can, kind of mm-hmm. like we used to. And so it was starting to feel like gosh, if you hate working for me, you hate our meetings, I'm I'm not getting this right. And like Maybe I need to do the next thing. Maybe it's just too hard working together. And then my therapist was like, well, why don't you guys do this therapy weekend? Um, sort of like yeah, I think dealing as- with a lot of your crap together and realizing yeah. like it's the small things that you have disagreements or like little snide comments. And that's what breaks the relationship down. It's not the big things. It's the buildup of the small. And I remember at mm-hmm. the time we had had a lot of buildup of little snarky little comments of me being like, oh, I guess you didn't get that done again. And that would just be a barb that would land under your armor. And you'd just be, you know, after enough of that, it's just like, damn, like, why are we doing this? Like, mm-hmm. what's the point here? Yeah, it was very, uh, it was very, you were, um, yeah. You can say it. So yeah. Well, I'm just me. trying to think about it. It's like, it's like, um, it's like you didn't want to say the wrong thing to Peyton because it would change the day. So, yeah, you walked on eggshells. Very much walking on eggshells. Like, she was, who knows? She's going to come in. You, you made a comment that, like, every sen- Sunday we would talk, like, how's your weekend? And I was like, I had a good weekend. And your answer was always, weekend wasn't good enough. Yeah. And it was really interesting. That happened for several months. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it's really cool to look at in the, in the past. It's truly, yeah. truly. Um, yeah, there was never a good enough weekend. It always fell short. Um, so therefore, as a husband, I'm like, okay, well, I'm the half of this. Mm-hmm. I'm having a good weekend. And it kind of got the point like, well, if you don't have a good, have a good weekend, then you don't have a good weekend. But I'm going to have a good weekend. Mm-hmm. And it was always, um, yeah, it was just never, it's just, it's the, it was, we connect on like one third of the weekend. And the other mm-hmm. two thirds would just be like, 
I don't know. Anyways. Well, I mean, in hindsight, it it's me being codependent and not knowing what I even like outside of, I was always trying to please and impress people around me. Um, despite being also a hard ass, I don't know how I threaded that one. It was, it was a messy situation. Like that was a full, everything's possible. (laughs) Everything's possible. Um, I suffer from high expectations, which I also learned in therapy. Expectations are predetermined resentments. And that's what would happen was I'd have these insane expectations of everything and everyone around me and people couldn't live up to my expectations. And then I would just be disappointed. Hmm. Yeah, so and was I like, was and I was the recip- the recipient of that because totally. I took it personally. Of course you did. Well, I know, but just you know, just for people to yeah. know, like that's how I take it. If Peyton comes in pissed, I take it personally. If she talks to me in a high tone, <laughs> I take it personally. Yeah, um, and I come, you know, I find myself just then more so like, hey, just take your tone down a little bit. It's like, no, this is how I talk. I am upset right now. It's like I know you're yelling at me. I'm not yelling at you. I'm yelling about the topic that we're talking about. <laughs> I'm still taking it personally. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, we digress. But but we want to give you an honest glimpse, honest honestly, glimpse. of what, what can go wrong. And for us being both so strong and most of the relationships of the, or most of our friends will say Peyton and Michael are both super strong. Uh, yeah, but our employees at the time would probably say Michael wasn't. Yeah, because you wanted harmony because right. you're married to your business partner, right. right? Like at the end of the day, that's the inherent struggle with being in business with a family member even or a significant other is that harmony is the overarching value. And in business, harmony can't be the overarching value to make strides. It's very true. And that's where true. the conflict is, is are you willing to sacrifice the relationship for the business win. Because there were years that I would say Jim Mazo kind of stagnated its growth. Mm -hmm. And most of those years were when we had to focus on our family. Whereas like I'm pregnant and having maternity leave with baby number one, sales plateau. Peyton goes out, baby number two, sales plateau. Like there were so many interesting moments when you look at our trajectory of growth, anytime our family needed focus, the business wasn't in focus. Mm -hmm. And you can see it reflected in the performance. Gosh, yeah. I, Which I took. I, I know that's true, but just to hear it again, it's like, yeah, it's yeah, true. And that's the it's reality true. of being in relationship and run a business is like you're going to have to give up the fact that there will be moments and seasons where the business is number two. Mm-hmm. And that was hard. And I remember taking that personally because I measured my entire life value as a human being on the performance of the business or anything I touched had to be excellent or I wasn't excellent. And that was like my deep insecurity. Mm. So then I took it super personal and would like heat up the action items and heat up the pressure to try to like move everyone forward. And it just created a lot of like negative masculine energy coming out of me. Just Which to be- resulted in a lot of uh, yeah, again, me stepping back, stepping back, stepping back to where it got to the point. I didn't really enjoy my job. Yeah. Or you said like, I don't have a dream anymore. Yeah. My dream, like my dream was realized what's next. Yeah. And honestly, as a mid 30 year old, your dreams realized, okay, buddy, get better dreams. Like, you yeah, know, like you're not that good. You know, you <laughs> didn't reach it. You didn't reach the pinnacle of the mountain yet. Yeah. But it was very interesting. It was, um, it was, uh, demoralizing. It, it really was. So like what action items or what would we say, like if people want to learn from us, because side note, here's the truth. I think a lot of our friends or people in um, our circle would look at us and say, they would always say you guys are the power couple. Yeah. Like they'd always admire how we work together. They'd always admire our communication at family gatherings or what have you. 
But the truth is like, not and always. we, well, more times I more heard, times than not, yeah. I don't know how you guys do it. We never, yeah. we could never do that. Or like, I don't know how you guys manage to pull it all together and still have fun together. And like, the truth is there's a dark side to that journey, but there was at the same time, there were bright spots that kept us going. Cause it would, if we paint a picture of like, it's all, it was always shitty and like you were always resentful and I was always throwing you under the bus or like there were seasons of that. But I would say yeah. it was more minority than majority. It just was so long over time. It's true. It's like, um, yeah, there was never like a heavy downpour. No. It was just a little mist here and there, a mist here here and there. And you'd forget about that mist because it'd be another bright, sun, sunny day. Yeah. It was always forgettable, at least in my mind. Yeah, it was until it was, I hate working for you and I hate these meetings. And it was like, well, then shoot, well, yeah, it we just need kept to building. figure this. Yeah, then we need to building. figure this out because I don't want to be hated in mm. my job. And I don't want to be in a job where to to be loved, I can't perform. Mm-hmm. That just is literally the kiss of death on me. And so I was like, okay, I, you know, then, that was really interesting. And then you know what happened? What? COVID. Yeah. No, I think. No, I mean, come on. I mean, what really hit it? Because like, you would say so many times, I need to find something else. Yeah. For, for weeks, if not months. No, I was pregnant with Jackson and instantly was like, I felt yeah. this soul nudge of like, you're supposed to be doing something else. And right. I was like, this is a really inconvenient time. And there's a lot of time chatting about it. And I said, good, f- make a business plan. Put it to action. Yeah. Get off no, the couch. You've always been super supportive. I just didn't support myself. Right. And then it got to the point, again, you're like, you're just, you kept bringing it up. And then I'm like, okay, like, are you going to do this thing? Because mm-hmm. then I got excited. I go, cool, I'm going to start taking over again. I know, but you didn't want to like say it. And then I was well, worried I wanna, that yeah. you wouldn't want to be the but CEO. Then, but then I don't want to take over everything that you did because those are not my good things. Like I am not yeah. an HR person. Yeah, I'm just not. You know, I, it's, I, I'm glad I, I know it. I'm glad yeah. that, I, that I know it. I, um, I don't know business, de- business finance details. Mm-hmm. I know over... Stop, you know, the the legal, the insurance, all the things that you've done on that front. Gosh, legal and business guys, man, there's so much insurance. There's so many small little things you only have to think about once a year, but they can make or break your bottom line. Mm-hmm. Just saying that. Yep. Um, and uh, I don't want those things. And you're like, good, I still want those things. I'm like, oh. So yeah, like so, I'm a 50-50 owner. So, like yeah. I care about this place succeeding. Right. And there was so many things like, well, I don't want to leave the business. I just want to do other things too. Yep. And that was just like understanding. This is pre-COVID. Like, okay, cool. Well, how are we going to make this happen? And then yeah. COVID hit. And then Viking Warrior, Viking Warrior Payton come, comes out. <laughs> and me put my head down in the sound and just grind comes out. And our whole team literally rallied on that same mantra in their own personality styles, and we and just it was and powerful. we just plowed. Yeah, we plowed. I would say it was the most fun I've ever had as as a leader in the business. Likewise, yeah, seriously, because we we do so well when, like, I think we do really well when we have to mm-hmm. rally to the mission. Yeah. Like, if there's pressure, like your business is losing money, go and get it. Like, we go hard. If you know. The freaking place is going to burn down or be closed down for 10 months out of the 12-month year. Like, mm-hmm. we go sweet. Well, it's very interesting because pressure does two things to people. One of two things. It yeah. breaks you or makes you stronger. Yeah. Right? That's, just, that's just physics, yeah. right? And, there's, and as a team... 
Our whole team's fighters, man. Oh man, we just we just fought, and and it was a really pumped. powerful time. And I tingling right now just thinking about it. we we yeah. crushed it. Yeah, we did. Super proud of everybody that was there with uh, not, us. Not not necessarily financially, <laughs> but on everything else. Like, but we, we were kept, taking care of. We have never yeah. needed money, right? And that's what we can rest on. Yeah. And so that was really powerful. Um, and I just and then honestly, I went through a spiritual transformation and awakening this last fall, and. A lot of my um, edges softened through that process and are softening through that process. Enough for me to stand that ego down just enough to realize I wasn't the one that was supposed to be championing the next phase. Well, it's, but it's an interesting process because you needed to be the one growing the business. Yeah, I do. I, I believe that. No, 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 no. Oh, well, it's known. How about that? It is Thanks. a fact. It's, not an, an it's on public record yeah. now through the podcast. Yeah. It's it's not a, an opinion. Businesses need to grow and have a root system that when there's not a watering season, you can yeah. still thrive. Yeah. You may not grow as much, but yeah. you're not going to die and wither. Yeah. And that was a big big deal and COVID was that was that, was that opportunity. Test. That was a big uh, that was the I mean, what other tests do you want Armageddon? I mean, what else do you want to I test? Mean, you know, test kinda... working together, test first right. baby, test second baby, postpartum depression. I mean, we could roll. There's some been some tests. Right, but I mean, come on. But I that mean, was definitely the worst. Yeah, I mean, fitness was one of the five industries that got hit the hardest. Yeah, and for maybe, sure. what, six, ten, I don't know, small number. Long story short, um, and it was a cool defining moment because it gave a the confidence not only to us but more importantly the team mm-hmm. that we can that we can divide and conquer mm-hmm. and we did that very well and then it made from my vantage point it says quick then you said I'm going to do this and then through your through your own time um, developing yourself and through your own um, gosh I want to use the right word and I can't think of it right now manifestation. There you go. Thank you. My last podcast with CJ, I couldn't. I said the wrong word, you guys, and I apologize. Um, still laughing about that. Um, and um, the manifestation and the opportunity came in those exact same phrases. Yeah. And you're like, here we go. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, go, do it. Yeah, like please, like make it happen. You've been saying this for two years, Peyton. You led us through. We you led us to the pandemic. It's my turn. Right. And it really felt like. I'm not the visionary anymore because what I and wanted. And that's the shift, right? Yeah, we didn't need the, growth. We still need growth, but we need yeah, vision for the we next need vision growth. Vision for the next phase. And what I don't bring to fitness is vision for how to shift the industry. What I brought to Gymnaza was how can we go from 135,000 a year, which is what I brought us to, to seven figures. Mm-hmm. And then when I hit seven figures, when we hit seven figures in 2019, I remember being like, okay, you did the thing you said you wanted to do. And that's where that tug of, okay, what's next for me? What's next for me? And the discomfort of, oh, crap, I'm going to have my second baby. Oh, crap, I'm depressed. Oh, crap, I'm having a spiritual awakening. Oh, crap, there's the pandemic. Like, Mm -hmm. let's just line all those up. But long story short, it all came full circle, and the timing was right to be like, okay, I need to shift, and you need to be CEO. Yeah. And the the interesting part, like, CEO is just a title. To you. It really is. No, it is. But what, what, what more of it is, like, you know, the CEO, I look, you know, I follow Elon Musk quite um, a, a lot, and uh, no surprise there. And um, the dude's the dude's not someone who you should model yourself after. You know, not if a, you want to have a good family. He's life. a unicorn. The dude's a unicorn, so you can't be everything. Yeah. And even, even you know, not to bring him into the conversation, but even he was like, I'm an engineer. Mm-hmm. I'm not a businessman. Yeah. But he understands business. And mm-hmm. so it's really interesting. It's, it's understanding, like, I'm an engineer. Yeah. That's what Michael Hughes that. is. I'm a human movement engineer. That's what I love. 
I love the building. I love the hands-on. That's why I do facility stuff. Cause and I educator, like. I would say. Thank you. Yeah. I like educating on the, yeah, on the, on those things. Um, but, um, so it's, it's really important to know your strength and like, that's the CEO that I'm going to be. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be that type of product focused CEO and where we're going to go next, what our vision is, how we're going to bring this company fitness into the next, I don't want to say the next millennium, but uh, that's what I, I kind of want to say, you know, but you know, how it's going to, how it's going to transform the industry because mm-hmm. fitness needs to be revolutionized. It needs it bad yeah. and it's getting there. It's pretty cool. Um, so that's not going to take number crunching. That's no. not going to take, it's going to take um, a dream once again, another dream. Yeah. And then we'll probably have to maybe step back a little bit and get someone, okay, who can actually get us there? Yeah. You know? Yeah. From a financial standpoint, you know, anyways, so. All right. So just to bring this conversation back, what tools and tips would you say helped us navigate this? Um, I, so. And to, still be happily married. Yeah. So understanding the, the spouse's personality types, and you want to just name the ones that we've gone, th- gone through. Yeah, you've we gone talked through about, you've talked to me ad nauseum about. Oh, gosh. I know, mean, I'm it's listening. literally I'm listening. every single personality test I have taken. But what are the big ones? The big those, ones that I recommend tips, right? would be Enneagrams, Enneagram, Human Design, my top two. Okay. Those are recent. Um, Work traits has been huge Work for traits us. has been huge around communication styles because so often my heart was never to offend. My tone and the word choice was offensive. Mm-hmm. And by the way, guys, that's a huge piece in the MDMC course. Yeah. Like we talk about how, coach, how to coach, but how to bring everything that we've learned into a very bite-sized way of doing it. Mm-hmm. And communication with your team, with yourself, with your clients, it's in there. And if you want to build great relationships mm-hmm. with your clients, with your um, other business partners, with your employees, yeah. it's really, you know, it's about communication. So Yeah, it's creating a universal language so that you don't take as many things personally. Right. And even though there were things that were said that were personal, and there was plenty of things you did take personally, there was, because of that tool, like we could brush off each other's, your silent right. resistance to me and my There was um, always an push. understanding behind it. Yeah. And that like, was a big Peyton's deal. is not trying to be a bitch right now. She just sounds bitchy, yeah. <laughs> like, for example. Just, yeah. right. Or Michael's not trying to give me a middle finger by do the opposite of what I asked him to do. He's just being he's, a facilitator. <laughs> yeah. He's just <laughs> cannot work unless the space is in a place where it frees his mind. Yeah. And that was something that took me a while to figure out. So I would say therapy is really powerful, too. Um, but the therapy was very important because it was a therapy understanding that our childhood, our upbringing, our yeah. past yeah. was influencing yeah. who we were. So I wasn't mad at Peyton anymore. Yeah. I was saddened. I was compassionate for the child. Yeah, the that, wounding. The wound that happened to you. Mm-hmm. And, and vice that versa. that was a game changer. Yeah, when I watched... Game changer. Because when you can see your significant other as a seven-year-old kid who's responding with the emotional intelligence of a seven-year-old, but in, a, in an adult body, mm-hmm. how are you going to get mad at the get, adult? You You're like, I just impossible. feel bad for the inner child in yeah. you that's like sad right now. And I don't want to further wound you. And I'm just going to take, and it's crazy because it's like, you can realize like you bring your own shit to the relationship. That's not the other person's fault or responsibility. And I'm going to say this real quick. Gym owners. Your clients bring their own movement dysfunctions to your facility. Mm-hmm. You know that. I know you all know that. Know that. Why is it any different 
with a personality in a relationship. Mm-hmm. So yeah. this, you, if you respect that with your business and your mm-hmm. clients, why, you know, it's the same principle. It's the same. Yeah. There's a lot of crossover for sure. So I'd say like really getting into like inner child healing together as a couple so that you can see the vulnerabilities mm-hmm. and it brings so much self-awareness. So like self-awareness, it's like if we are all obsessed with skill building in entrepreneurship and in coaching, it's knowledge and application, knowledge mm-hmm. and application, blah, 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 blah. It's the same thing on personal development. Mm-hmm. Like we don't know what we don't know. And we, we won't be able to shift anything until we bring it into awareness. Mm-hmm. So the faster you can bring into awareness where you um, tick people off, where you trigger people, what triggers you, why is it triggering you? What is it saying about you? And then that really helped us quite a bit compartmentalizing, prioritizing a date night that we never missed. Yeah, and I'm going to touch on compartmentalizing job t- job roles. Yeah. Like we had Don't get in each other's lane. roles, you know, yeah. titles. We didn't put on a business card, but we knew Oh, we our, did. I mean, no. I mean, I, not all your, all, all your business titles? No, just CEO, dude. That's oh, all I, I know, cared about. No, but you focused on HR, <laughs> you focused on insurance, you focused yeah, on oh, legal, I you focused I see what you're on, saying. Yeah. right? Yeah. I focused on programming, I focused on uh, hiring, I focused yeah. on coaching, you yeah. know, and through those, you know, processes, I, you know, you've now let go of some of those things and I've let go of, of some of those things, but we had, it's just kind of, um, uh, e-myth, uh, the e-myth Math, book. Me, the myth mastery. E-myth mastery. Michael Gerber, right? Yeah. Really nice job on the memory on the title. I don't know, on the uh, author. That's great. Um, yeah. Like define roles. And mm-hmm. we did that. We really did. I mean, did there that. would be, we did that so much that we would literally want to try to update each other on Thursday nights, driving to our date because we hadn't seen each other for four days yeah. in the facility. We had never even crossed paths. And that's interesting. Yeah. Cause because, because we were so segmented in our roles, because, oh, you work with your spouse. I'm like, not really. Yeah. Not I'm like on day the floor. to day. I'm on the floor training. I see her maybe during a weekly business meeting yeah. or passing. Yeah, and there are parts of the business that you're like, I don't even know how we're doing financially. Like, do Seriously. I even know how to log into the bank account at some point? Like, there were, I mean, maybe. No, but no, that's true. Like, what's the password for this? This password, well, why are you looking? Yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm just cu- curious because <laughs> it's it's my business. Well, it almost got to the point where, like, I didn't know what marketing was doing. I didn't know yeah. what sales was doing. I didn't even know how much money we had in the bank. I mean, I'd write a newsletter as you. And yeah. people would talk to you about what you wrote in the newsletter touching their hearts. And then I'd be pissed I didn't get credit. And you'd be like, how are you writing stuff as me and not telling me? Because I feel like a fool when everyone's talking to me. Yeah. And it's <laughs> got to the point where like, hey, Ma- Michael, what's, the, what's the, the new member special? I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, why would I know that? It's like, you're the owner of the business? I'm like, sorry, man. I got my head in the sand over here. I'm doing this. Oh, gosh. Uh, but we did compartmentalize so much that like we we didn't cross over very often. And that helped a lot. Because yeah. the only times we'd get pissy at each other would be in meetings. Right. That's true. Because that'd be the only time we had a chance to cross paths. And then there was this assumption that you would do this by the meeting and some assumption that I would communicate like this in the meeting. And that was where we started like having to do some therapy work around. Yeah. Um, so Clean you know, always got a kick out of, out of those moments. Yeah. And then we would look around <laughs> at the awkward faces of the team being like, please don't make this hard on us. I don't know. I think it was more playful than the opposite. I don't but, know. Um, well, that's my perception. On yeah. It. It's anyways... Um, cool. Back to I, tips. Compartmentalizing to tips, yeah. for sure. Date night for sure. Um, doing some understanding of communication, getting into therapy. If you need a need to really get to the deeper pieces therapy, I'm going to change the word getting into training and conditioning your mind and soul mm-hmm. with your partner. Yeah. Therapy means you're broken. 
That's to most That's people. That's what our parents' generation think. I, I for the Straight most up. part, I absolutely agree with you. Therapy means you're broken. No, it doesn't. Therapy yeah. is called um, continuing your performance at a high level. Yeah, it's being athletic in your soul. Right. If you call therapy a bad thing, then you should call training and conditioning and working out a bad thing. Yeah. Right. It's just we just yeah, there's for some reason stigma. when it comes to the mind and soul, we think, oh, I got this. Yeah. I, and I, I got this. Like, no, you don't got this. Yeah. You got it. You have it worse than you have anything else. Well, you, and you, truthfully, we want to have a 60 year wedding anniversary. Like we want to hit some milestones as people. 60 and like sixty. I know. We're gonna live a lot longer than that. Let's see what we can do, but <laughs> at least we're hitting sixty. And so we're gonna do that. Like putting in some of these foundations, like parenting. Like, how are you not gonna read a parenting book before you go in and try to shape a human being Gosh, on this earth with uh, your bullshit in right, the picture? Right. So it's like, okay, like we gotta do that. If you're gonna go into business together, like what do you not know about yourself that the other person hasn't wanted to tell you? But damn it, if it comes down to like you guys both combining careers, dreams, and having to write some checks that scare you, all that comes back up and becomes incredibly important to piece together. And you can't really shelve it for long. Yeah. What's the quote that you say or the, or the comment you say? Like, you know, all dysfunctions of, of, of a business come from the owner. Yeah. Psycho- 80% of your business um, on all the problems and all the success of it is coming from the psychology at the top. Yeah. And that's so true. Like you are the biggest asset and liability in your business. Now you mix that in with a significant other. And we've always said our biggest asset is we're married mm-hmm. because we will figure it out and we know each other really well and we're committed to each other in a different way. That's a, that's the asset. The liability is if we break up, business breaks up. Yeah, like what the heck? Mm-hmm. And like how do you get people to like join your team full time going like are you guys good? While watching us work out some of our kinks in real time, right? Right. right. Um and we tried to do most of that behind closed doors, but we weren't perfect at that. Yeah. So, I would say and then and then just being super honest about where we are and is it working for us? Yeah, it's really, I mean, no one, it's, you know, again, trainers, again, you, you talk to your client, like, how are you feeling today? Yeah. Like, if, if you don't gut check your own training and conditioning to see if your client likes it or is getting the goals that they want, it's probably because you're nervous that they're going to say they don't like it or mm-hmm. it's not to their expectations or their goals aren't being met. You're mm-hmm. nervous. I get it. You have to ask those questions. And I love asking those questions now. No BS. Don't try to make me feel good. Yeah. Is this training meeting your expectations? And I've had some people, most of them say yes. I've had some people say no. Good. Mm-hmm. Let me know. Because mm-hmm. if I don't know, like Gymnazo, I love the fact that we've disciplined ourselves to take feedback with a smile. Okay. We can always learn from it. It's feedback is the engine of growth for us. And you know what? In relationship, it's, it's also the, the truth. Right, it's the yeah. Same. Like, oh, Peyton, you need to change your tone of voice. What? Like, how dare you? I need to be my authentic expression of self. And you're like, okay, but I'm literally shutting down right now. So if you want to have a two-way conversation here, it doesn't work for me. And then the realization of like, gosh, if this isn't working for you, who else is it not working for? Yeah. And it's the same way that you do a business, like you, customer service. You yeah. have to, it's a give and take. I remember, gosh, I'm going backwards here. Peyton says, the word compromise is like a four-letter word to me. I'm like, oh boy. 
<laughs> this is gonna be a tough oh marriage. That's I've literally and the we team the- that has been with us for the past six years will literally laugh with me now and not oh, feel like they're on eggshells man. because we'll be like, Do you remember when you said this? And I'll be like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I said that. So but good. I did, and I was in that stage where that felt so true. I now see compromise as getting to a win-win, but I literally was like, no, it's going to be a win-loss, and I'm going to effing win. <laughs> like, that was life. I'm glad that we can laugh at that. Yeah, that was unfortunate. The other two things I would say is, like, if we were to, like, give advice from our relationship, like, what we would do differently is we would always work with each other, never for each other. Mm-hmm. And forever. Yeah. You might be at the top of the org chart, but we now have such a mutual respect around we're with each other on mm-hmm. this. And if neither of you like doing a job, then do, hire someone as fast as possible. Yeah. Pay attention to what's crappy right. for you because you bring that energy into the relationship and then it starts spurring up conversations that didn't never even need to be had. Right. Especially that job is, is monumental for your, for your growth. Yeah. The other thing is I would say something that we really struggle with to this day um, is remembering to cheer for each other. Mm, that's, a good, that's a good one. That really is. Neither of us have words of affirmation as our primary love language, which is another great book to go to is like, what's your love language? Mm -hmm. That's like a good go-to relationship piece, but it shows up in work. We're quality time, physical touch people and I'm gifts. Um, So like, I want someone to write me a, well, give me a little gift or something, but like cheering for each other. Like Mm when recognizing each other, because it's really lonely at the top. And any business, like you're the, you're the person running your business. It's super lonely. Because you're cheering for others. Yeah, you you spend your whole time cheering for others, and nobody it's crickets when it comes to you. Uh, not necessarily. Our team is awesome, but I get the I get what you're saying though. In in relationships, yes. Like if you and I had different jobs, and I came home and said I got a promotion, or my gosh, I hit my sales milestones, you'd be like, "Paid in, good job. Let's go celebrate, right?" right? Exactly. But when we're running a business together, it's sort of like a line item in an agenda right. that we move through, right. and we forget to go back and honor it. Yeah, and celebrating. And tonight's a celebration. I know, because I'm like excited to celebrate you being a CEO, me stepping down from that, and I feel like it's a noteworthy moment. Let's go big. Mm-hmm. That's why I want to go to Mexican food. And yeah. I don't want to go to Mexican food. Because <laughs> <It's like, laughs> Mexican food is, isn't big enough. <laughs> okay, the other tip, speaking of this, the other tip I would show, I it would be it, tug of wars are not to be feared. They're to be embraced and... Um, as long as you're not trying to win a tug of war, but like provide tension in a tug of war, there can mm. be a health to that. And yeah. you can use the human body as the tensioning network, like to building strength, whatever. I don't even know still yeah, to this day. Good start. Well, pretty thanks. Good start. Yeah. Um, but the idea would be like, there's so many inherent tugs of war that create a profoundly positive um, dynamic in business and in relationship. Like, and the polarity, it's sort of mm-hmm. like that polarity piece. Yeah, you don't want to get to the point where it gets personal. If it gets personal, just vocalize it. Yeah. Just vocalize it. Hey, this is getting to a point where I'm getting triggered, but I'm not there yet. Yeah. That is such an opportunity to reset. Yeah. It may not go full reset, but at least you're communicating. Yeah. And in communicating intention. Yeah. Because benefit of the doubt, assuming positive intent, all really wonderful things to embody, especially in relationship, running a business together. But there are many times where I can say, you piss me off in certain things you do. And you would definitely yeah. say the same. But you never intend for ill. Mm-hmm. I can say that with total truth in my heart. Like you have never had an impure motive that I've ever known about you, which means that as much as I might not like the way you're doing something, like your heart is never in conflict with the greater good. 
And that is really important. But sometimes we can forget to go and see that in the other. And Mm -hmm. we just get annoyed by the little piece that bothers us. But if you get into conflict with someone, you can say like, my heart here, even if my delivery sucks, my heart is to help. My heart is to solve this problem so we never have to do it again. My heart is I'm super insecure about this and it's bothering me that I can't push the business to this level and I need your help. Like, hello, anytime you vocalize that kind of vulnerability and like give an insight into what's really going on, how is the other person going to hold you um, full of blame? Like, how are they going to be mad at you for that? And be like, okay, yeah, I guess I can get over your tone of voice because I can see that you're really hard on yourself right now. Yeah, self the compassion piece. Um, compassion melts a yeah. lot of negativity, a yeah. lot of negativity. And that's and, where um, the inner child work was really pow- powerful because I could see I was hurting you. And I didn't, I, it's like the first time I even freaking realized it. it was like, my words are hurting you. And I'm responsible for that. My silence is not me crying, guys. It's just... <laughs> taking it in because it's true it's just really true and vice versa yeah. like realizing how important and how and if you didn't imp- cheer for me i'd be so sad huh? right and then i take that energy into date and i'd be like no, no one appreciates me no i'm not special enough like what am like nobody loves me if i'm not performing but when i perform no one notices and like who am i and like it's just crazy mm-hmm. what we internalize mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then finding a way to laugh together in the moments of mishaps yeah a screw up is uh, is uh, most of them are not game changers. Yeah, most of them not. I mean, we've had a screw up, a big screw up in our business, mm-hmm. and it's the one that Peyton uh, honestly was responsible for. Yep. Uh, the biggest check, the most amount of money we ever lost because because I said we need to trust this person, and we trusted the wrong person. And am I bitter? No. Am I upset? No. Am I bummed that happened? Yes. Mm-hmm. Did we learn a hell of a lot? Yep. Absolutely. At all. Man, and you never beat so me much. up for it because yeah. you owned the fact that you had agreed to it. I'd agreed to it. Yeah. yeah. And it was a mutual decision at that point. Mm-hmm. And, so. uh, yeah. And honestly, it, will it be worth it one day? Yes. We will get a return on it on that investment one day. Mm-hmm. I'm, I will make certain of it. Yeah. So <laughs> we, we, we move on. Yeah, we move on. So I think that's a good place to wrap. Right on. So right on. thanks for joining. For anyone still listening to this almost, I want to say it's like an hour and a half podcast we're getting here. there. Um, congratulations. <laughs> You're hope a, you were entertained. Hope you Are were, you not entertained? Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, anyways, um, you can go ahead and um, we'll put in the show notes on our website in the podcast notes and on YouTube, any links to any of the tools that we've just referenced around personality, Imago therapy, um, and some of the, um, the MDMC course, if you're interested in working with Michael specifically. Um, but, but we hope that this episode provides some insight. If you're considering working with a significant other, what is the true, uh, risk and reward ratio? And, and even if you just have another business partner. Yeah. Cause honestly, a lot of this translates into business partners. Thank God you can go home and complain about the business partner right. to your significant other, right. a dynamic we never had. Um, and so much of we can process by getting it off our chest. And when you're in a relationship, that's harder. But hopefully this gives some insight into it. Cause so I got one more question. Who, who are we celebrating tonight? Me or you? I would say you. Okay. So I get to pick, pick where we go to food then. Damn it. You got oh, me live. Yes. Ooh, do you guys feel this resistance? <laughs> w. 
All right, fine. And we'll go celebrate me next week. <laughs> and I get to pick. All right. And deal. there's compromise in mm, action. For and it's your new job. And it's not a four letter word All this right time. I'll right. wrap it up there. Thanks for joining. Cheers, everybody. Hey, y'all. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. And if you did, please share it with your fitness-obsessed friends and peers who are also navigating this world of fitness and trying to succeed to the trends and misinformation. As you guys can see, this podcast is basically a masterclass for trainers wanting to level up in their coaching skills and their fitness business model. We launched this in 2020 because you and your fitness tribe deserve to see an unfiltered look at all the aspects of what it takes to stand out as a next generation coach and build a successful fitness business. So share it far and wide. And please, when you do, do me a favor, take a screenshot of this screen and share it to your social media accounts and use the hashtag Gymnazo Podcast. That's hashtag Gymnazo Podcast. That way we can see you and share your post with our audience. And finally, when you're ready to go to the next level as a coach or in your business and to reach more people, please go check out gymnazoedu.com. We have put together the best 90-day coaching program on the market for trainers wanting to become a masterful practitioner and build a business that gives them the freedom and impact. So let us help you do just that. We have online training and one-on-one coaching to guide you through a full 90-day certification. We even get you training our clients live because it's always better to work out your kinks on someone else's clients than yours. But we promise you this, your clients will be blown away by the transformation our program will help you make. You'll be masterful at a whole new level and part of an incredible community of coaches worldwide taking their skills to the next level. So if you thought today's episode had some fire to it and inspired you to take action, wait until you see what we deliver on this program. So just go to gymnazoedu.com and we'll see you on the other side. Remember that turning your passion for fitness into transformation and sustainable business is critical to reaching the people and lives you were put on earth to help. It matters and truly can make an impact in other people's lives. So I hope you do that. Keep sharing your passion and we'll talk to you soon.